It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition, a late edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast on this here Thursday. The trade deadline has come and gone. But yes, welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked on Thunder. And yes, the trade deadline is over. It's come and gone. And the Thunder have done nothing. But they were still one of the more active teams, surprisingly, not surprisingly, if you've been paying attention, in the hours leading up to the 2 o'clock central time in the trade deadline. So we're going to get into all that. We'll, we'll briefly touch on the Thunder beating the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I mean, does anybody care? I know you do because you want to be locked on Thunder. And I certainly care because I was there last night. It's my job to care. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what the Thunder didn't do at the trade deadline, why that might have happened. What are they going to do now moving forward? Is it good for the future? Is it bad for the future? All those topics we will touch upon as we get deeper and deeper into this episode. But for those who are still unaware, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 the franchise in Tulsa as the lead Thunder contributor, insider, what have you, for the station. You can find all my work at thefranchiseok.com. It's all free. You don't need to subscribe or give your credit card information or anything. It's all free. Just go to thefranchiseok.com. And right on the front page, I have a tab with my last name on it, Trantham. Click that if you want to find all my Thunder stuff. It's the easiest way to go find it. You can also follow my other podcast that I do on the Thunder, the OKC82 podcast, which is a post-game reaction show that I do after every single Thunder game with Madison Morris, also of 107.7 The Franchise. We had fun doing it last night following the Cavs game because we talked about everything that was happening as it was happening at the time. And I think I may have signed off from the show saying goodbye, Danilo Gallinari, because until about, oh, 11 o'clock, 12, 12 o'clock afternoon time today, the deal was all but all but official. Everything had been agreed upon, so uh, the OKC82 podcast from last night is going to age like milk, probably. But go ahead and give it a listen. Give that podcast a subscribe, and I will greatly appreciate that. You can also listen to Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and I on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. until noon. And if you're out of the market, please download 107.7 The Franchise's app. It's free. It's easy to use. If you want to hear us talk sports, talk hoops, talk thunder stuff please download the app or tune in on saturdays and we'll do our best to entertain and inform as we always do and of course the best way to find out when i'm jumping on the radio what podcast i'm trying to plug what article i'm trying to plug i mean whatever be 
is to simply follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. I don't bite. I try to answer every question that I get, although the last 24 hours, it's been hard to keep up with the plethora of questions, which, by the way, thank you for even asking me questions. It mean, it does mean a lot, and if I don't get to you, I'm sorry. Um, the last 24 hours have been incredibly got to be here, there, there, there while trying to pay attention to my phone or the computer and trying to be like up to date with every single little factor and everything changes. And just like how you, how you guys are out there, you know, this is a hobby for you, you know, to follow your favorite team, the Oklahoma city thunder. It's really hard when three teams start talking about doing a three team trade because it's like, who goes where, who's going to stay, who's going out money contracts, all that stuff. It's hard to wrap your head around. So apologies to those that I wasn't able to uh, answer on Twitter over the last 24 hours, but I try to do my best. And yes, let's go ahead and just get the Cavs game out of the way. The Thunder defeat the Cavs last night, 109-103, to 103, in a game that the Thunder, they led throughout the pretty much the entire game. The Cavs had a lead here and there, but the Thunder would come back and grab it. But they were never able to really push themselves out and extend the lead. I mean, the Thunder entered the game as a 13-point favorite. And while that probably shouldn't be that surprising because the Thunder are pretty good and the Cavs are pretty bad, Oklahoma City's playing at home. They've had four days off. Okay, like the Thunder should steamroll this bad team, right? Well, having four days off does ruin your rhythm just a little bit. And uh, I believe Shea Gillis-Alexander said in the locker room following the Saturday night win on the road against Phoenix with four days off looking forward to, yeah, I'm not going to uh, touch a basketball for a day or so. And certainly January was a gauntlet for this team. Uh, no more than one day off. So I can certainly understand Shay just going, you know what, I'm just going to take a day. I don't want to dribble. I don't want to shoot. I don't want to run. I don't want to do anything. I just want to relax and be a young guy. I don't blame him. Uh, but it's certainly, if that's the attitude that the entire team had, which I, I, I'm not going to say that it's a bad one. Like I said, I kind of uh, understand why Shay feels that way. But it seemed like the team really didn't get their legs under them until about midway through the third quarter. And you can just tell by the three-point defense. Um, by the, about the six-minute mark of the third quarter, Oklahoma City was giving up, I believe, 12 of 28 from the three-point line. Lazy closeouts, bad perimeter defense overall. And you know, you're integrating Terrence Ferguson back into the game, which we will also talk about this as well. Terrence Ferguson did not start last night. It was Lou Dort. I was shocked, and I think I told you guys on the previous episode, this is a franchise that typically doesn't just give up a starting spot when the starter returns from injury, or in this case, personal reasons, even if the backup performed admirably. I was fully expecting Terrence Ferguson to just be back in the the starting lineup, and he wasn't, but he did play off the bench. Now, how much of that affected the perimeter defense? How much of that affected the rhythm and the flow and the chemistry and everything? I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of it just kind of came down to the Cavs hitting some good shots, getting open looks, getting good looks, and the Thunder just being flat out lazy and maybe a little lethargic. And I don't mean lazy in a derogatory sense. Maybe lethargic, like I just said, is a better descriptor because they did have four days off. They had two days to practice. And it just seemed like a, a team that was basically waking up from a long, long nap where they're just like, okay, let's go there. Let's go. Okay, they already hit the shot. Okay, get back. And then by the time they woke up and started taking the Cavs a little bit more seriously on the perimeter, the Thunder really started to take care of business, and especially late. Now, 12-28 by the midpoint of the second quarter. From then on, 
the Cavs went, I believe, 3 of 12 from the three-point line. So the perimeter defense certainly got better. And then Oklahoma City eventually outscores the Cavs 13-5 to five in the final two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter to secure the home win. Once again, Clutch Oklahoma City shows up. And it wasn't just Chris Paul hitting mid-range jumpers because nobody wanted to defend a mid-range jumper. Dennis Schroeder got involved on the action, uh, hitting a big corner three, which appeared to be the dagger at the time, but Cleveland did come back and respond with a three to be down 106-103. Dennis Schroeder then hit uh, one of two free throws, and that was just enough with about 18 seconds left for the Thunder to pull away. Steven Adams even hit two clutch free throws inside of a minute. Uh, two free throws the Thunder absolutely needed, and Adams drained them, so credit to Steven Adams. And then probably, my, I think, my player of the game on OKC82 from last night, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander. I mean, it's obviously Dennis because he was the scoring. Uh, he, he brought his scoring to the game with 30 points, uh, 10 to 17 from the field. But to me, SGA really flashed and showed the defense that we all hear about and that we all see from a game-to-game basis. But he was able to really showcase it in two particular plays late. Uh, inside two minutes, Colin Sexton has basically a f- wide-open lane to the rim, and Shea Gilles-Alexander just absolutely erased two buckets from Colin Sexton that would have, you know, they were for sure buckets. And Shea's length, his athleticism, all on display. And what I said on the podcast last night, when you think of SGA as the future of the Thunder franchise, that's what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the entire package, not just scoring, not just distributing, not just rebounding, not just offense, but defense. And if he's going to be the face of the franchise for the foreseeable future, you would hope that the face of your franchise is a great two-way player so that it trickles down. That whole idea of team basketball trickles down from your best player. And when Shea is able to make big plays like that, and he's made big plays like that, sporadically throughout the season, especially late in games, not just with scoring, but with defense. That That is a very, very good uh, foundation that Billy Donovan and the Thunder have moving forward with him. When we get back, we'll jump into all the trade deadline nonsense. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I stayed up until 3 a.m. last night for nothing. (laughs) Um, Now around 7.15, right around tip off last night, Adrian Wojnarowski, other reporter Sam Amick from The Athletic, start saying the Heat are going to trade for Andre Iguodala from Memphis. They are in win-now mode. And then shortly thereafter, you hear Danilo Gallinari's name and the Miami Heat connected. And the whole thing was going to be a three-team deal between Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Miami. And a lot of the reports, 
I don't know if it was corroborated with front office or sources or if it was just greatly assumed. I haven't been able to track this down where it exactly came from. But when we all went to sleep last night, unless you were a Thunder fan that was absolutely hoping that Tyler Hero was going to be involved in this, the players that you saw typically coming to Oklahoma City in a potential three-team deal involving Danilo Gallinari were Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder from the Memphis Grizzlies. So two vets, inspiring deals, nothing really sexy, nothing really exciting, but overall it helps out the long term. But the entire point of this season, I feel, has just been you can do it both you can do both things at the same time. You can kill two birds with one stone. You can win in the short term while also maximizing your future as much as possible. So like I've said time and time again on this podcast, the young guys are learning how to win games, important games, and they're going to learn how to win games in the postseason because this team is going to the playoffs. So that's good for your future. Danilo Gallinari, Chris Ball, those types of players that they should be traded. You know, if we go back to July, those players help that cause, no doubt. Now, if you're still in the camp that everybody needs to be traded and you need to maximize assets like Dennis Schroeder, who is at the highest of his value that he's ever had, or Danilo Gallinari right now as an expiring uh, contract that certainly puts any team at the top of the league way over the top because he's a fantastic player, then in theory you need to flip him for more picks or more young prospects. So if that three-team deal happened, I think a lot of Thunder fans might have been probably rightfully disappointed. Now, as the hours went, went on and on and on, we got into the early parts of the morning, and then eventually Thursday morning, it appeared that the deal was all but done. The only holdup was that Danilo Gallinari and the Miami Heat were, t- were in talks for an extension. Now, Danilo Gallinari, at 31 years old, this is probably the last time that he's ever going to have an opportunity to make big money on the open market. Unfortunately for him, he's a free agent the year prior to the fun 2021 free agency pool that everybody's excited for. But regardless, it's still Danilo's last opportunity to maximize his contract. Now, Danilo wanted three years, and this was all according to the Miami Herald, of course. Danilo wanted three years fully guaranteed on an extension after this season, while the Miami Heat were only willing to give him two years with a team option to basically keep their options open and be more flexible for that 2021 free agency class because the Heat are somewhat of a similar situation where they have good veteran talent and a great young core, and they're winning in the short term. Of course, the Heat are a little bit further along than the Thunder are right now. Maybe that's because they're in the Eastern Conference. I don't know, but they just appear to be a little bit further along and more of a title contender in the short term than the Thunder are. So that was never able to materialize, and then by 1 o'clock, Woj basically reported they're not even talking anymore. Oklahoma City, Sam Presti, Miami, Pat Riley, they're not even talking anymore, and Miami eventually went a different route, and for the last hour of the trade deadline, it just appeared like unless something random happens, and that's always the case with Sam Presti, anytime you hear Brooke Lopez is going to be traded to Oklahoma City for three months, all of a sudden, Ennis Cantor comes out of nowhere from Utah. And I didn't really get the feel that that was going to be the case. And so for about the last hour, I started writing my Danilo Gallinari is going to remain with the Oklahoma City Thunder for the rest of the season article. Now, that's, ex- that's of course what happened. The Thunder made no moves at the trade deadline. No Andre Robertson was moved. Dennis Schroeder was not moved, although the Lakers inquired, according to Tim Menon. But Sam Presti rightfully had a steep asking price. And th- that's exactly what he should have. Now, the thing that I'm kind of looking forward to, and I don't know if Woj has said it by now 
Hopefully he does. I really want to know what the Thunder were going to get in this potential deal. If they were simply going to get Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder, I've got to say I'd be a little disappointed. If they were going to get those two and the Heat were going to remove their first round protection from the pick that the Thunder got, which is protected pick 23, then I would be a little bit more accepting. But if Sam Presti, who gave a steep asking price for Dennis Schroeder, did not also demand from Pat Riley, not only do we need to get these expiring deals, not only do we need to get our first round pick a little bit better, we also want either Tyler Hero or Kendrick Nunn. If that was also the holdup, because it's going to be it's going to be widely publicized that Danilo Gallinari and the Heat couldn't come to an agreement for an extension. That those talks are going on simultaneously to Presti and Riley talking to each other, but that's not the only thing that's going on. You're going to hear about that because that's coming from agents. That's who Wojnarowski is plugged into. He's plugged into agents. That's why you never hear anything from Oklahoma City in regards to Woj. Presti has been able to keep everything in-house so that agents don't know until the deal is actually done. So I don't know if we're ever going to know how much leverage Presti actually had over Pat Riley. I'd be interested to see because, again, Gallinari is a good player. So is Dennis Schroeder. They're on the final years of their deals. If one guy got a steep asking price, the other guy probably also got a steep asking price. But I don't know if we're ever going to see that publicized because the Heat wouldn't want that to become public. It's all a big PR thing. It's all a big kind of a pissing contest. But at the end of the day, the Miami Heat got a little bit better. The Oklahoma City Thunder remain the same, which is a pretty good team. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And one more quick news thing before we get out of here. Shea Gillis Alexander will be in the skills competition during the NBA All-Star Weekend. So you've got SGA in the Rising Stars Challenge on the world team against a friggin' awesome U.S. team, I might add. I'm excited to see that U.S. team, but obviously for Thunder reasons, I'll be intrigued about the world team as well. And now he's in the right, and now, and now he's in the skills competition. So it'll be fun to see SGA showcase his skill set. And then, of course, Chris Paul will be in the All-Star game as well. First time in three years. Very deserving. Very, very deserving. So shout out to Chris Paul. Well, everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. And again, sorry that it came out a little bit later, but I did want to wait as long as possible for all the news to break, for everything to trickle out. And then I had a few more work things to do before I could actually get home to record a podcast for you all. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it wasn't too long of a wait, but tomorrow will be much better. 
we will be talking about the Thunder taking on the Andre Drummondless now Detroit Pistons with Danilo Gallinari. And to be honest, I'm a little excited because I was doing the post game show live from Flint last night, so I wasn't in the locker room. And I heard Danilo Gallinari basically was the first player to talk, which usually isn't the case with Danilo. He he takes his time a little bit. He's not super long, but he takes his time. He talked and then apparently just left the building as quickly as possible. And I thought I wasn't going to get a chance to say goodbye to old Danilo. But I am glad that I'll get to cover him for at least a few more months. The guy is a joy to cover. He's a true professional. He's fun to watch from a basketball standpoint. So I got my wish as a Thunder Media member. I wanted to see this team through, and we're going to see this team through at least for this season, so we'll see how it plays out. But everybody, thank you for listening to Locked on Thunder. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.